you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 43. Hey, podcast listeners. If you happen to have a strong-willed kid who is kind of pushing every one of your buttons lately, I have a resource for you. I made you guys a free guide where you're going to get some tools and tips and strategies to quickly get on the road to creating a happier household. I know you're pulling your hair out. I wanted to make you something so you could start getting some quick wins and building some momentum. So if you want to grab your copy, just go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide, and I hope you enjoy it. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Well, hi guys. This episode, I believe, is coming out the day it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. And so I thought it would be timely to make an episode all about Christmas, which is sort of ironic because it's not my holiday. I am Jewish and I'm not like a Christmas celebrating Jewish person. I'm like a two Jewish parents one with that comes directly from two Holocaust survivors, um, Hungarian Holocaust heritage. Um, so, and my mom grew up in Miami Beach and then New York, and her parents were um, Ashkenazic Jews. So, I'm like a Jew through and through, and um, I love Christmas. It just goes to show. Um, whatever your early programming was, it so affects a kid. There's this old, uh, I think it's like it's 400 year old proverb, I think from the Jesuits. And it was, um, give me a boy for the first seven years of his life and I'll show you the man, which is exactly what, um, what, why am I? Bruce Lipton, the cellular biologist. That's his theory about epigenetics is in the first seven years our kids are operating in a theta state and they are, their subconscious is being programmed. So my first seven years, um, I spent a lot of time in non-Jewish communities. I went to school, I don't think I ever went to school with um, a Jewish person. I was always, until like close to high school, I'm pretty sure, I was always the only Jewish kid. I um, lived in a tiny town first in North Carolina and and through kindergarten and then um and then i moved to corpus christi texas south texas and so um i went to public school i we had a you know it wasn't called winter break it was called christmas break we we did 
Christmas pageants and we sang Christmas songs and um, and I know all of them and and my kids laugh because over the holidays I'll like drive around and um, I love putting on Christmas music I love driving you know I know all the neighborhoods now I live in Houston um, but I love going to certain neighborhoods that are always super lit up and um, and especially my youngest son, my daughter and my youngest son, but it's always just been a tradition. My husband wants no part of it. He um, He's not interested in Christmas music. He, like none of that feels nostalgic for him. And he went to public school and he didn't grow up in a religious family at all, uh, but he was in a pretty, um, I th- he had a lot of Jewish friends growing up. It was kind of a, a culturally Jewish neighborhood. And um, and so he just didn't have the same experience. And so I don't think that was really part of his programming. Although I think he did tell me that they had a Christmas tree growing up sometimes. But like I like in my family, like we never had a Christmas tree. We never had a Hanukkah bush. It was uh, 100% me growing up as a Jewish kid surrounded by Christmas. But I never... I never had a chip on my shoulder about it. I there was just something about Christmas that I loved. So, um, like I, growing up, like on Christmas Day, I remember how quiet our house was and how quiet the street was and how everything was closed. And the only shows on TV involved sermons and um, and talking about Jesus. And I was just curious, you know, it was a little lonely on Christmas morning. Um, I remember having a total fear of missing out, you know, like I was like wondering what was going on behind everyone's curtains. What were they opening? Um, It was, you know, it was a little lonely, like the first half of the day at least. And then um, around... I don't know, mid-afternoon, it would seem like people, the kids would start coming outside to play with all their new things, and then I'd get to see what everybody got. Um, But I didn't really have a sense of envy. I had a sense of celebration. Like, I was excited to see what everybody got. I was kind of living vicariously through the excitement. I'm not really sure why, but, but because... Because I remember, because back then, I mean, we do, well, especially in my household, because of course, I want to make up for all that for my kids. So like, I mean, when they were little, I used to do a special like gift from Santa that he would, you know, they had to look all over the house because Santa loved his Jewish friends and he left them a gift from Santa and they'd find like some like wrapped presents in the bathtub and it'd have a note and it would be like, you know, Santa loves everyone. Um, especially his Jewish friends. Thanks for going and and doing kind things and and doing you know performing kind mitzvahs all year long. You know whatever. And I would like make a whole deal. And then Hanukkah, um, I blo- I've always blown it out. And I know it comes from. I grew up in the 1970s and 80s. And back then you got like socks and like lifesaver books <laughs> for Hanukkah. And maybe a couple books. Because um, Hanukkah is really not a big holiday in Judaism. It's um, it's like not some super special holiday. We've just kind of commercialized it. And so back then it was just like, it, was, it didn't even come close to competing with Christmas. Now, 
there was a Goldberg's episode recently where she like did, I mean, she, she, I don't even remember what she called it, but it was like, she blew Hanukkah out. Like I wish Hanukkah had been blown out when I was a kid and I don't do it as bad as, as, as big as Beverly Goldberg, but I blow it out pretty good. Um, so yeah, so I had that sense of FOMO, but I didn't have it from a place of chip on my shoulder. Um, I was happy for everyone, but I kind of just wanted to be a part of it. And then as I grew up, I was like, oh, well, you know, my kids will ask me, like they've asked me over the years, can we put lights on our house? And I'm like, no, we're, no, we're not putting lights on our house, but we can go drive around and appreciate the lights. And we ooh and we ah over the lights. Can we, can we, I want, you know, can I put a Christmas tree? We'll call it a Hanukkah bush. No, we're not going to do that. That's not part of our holiday. Um, well, when I grow up, I want to have a Hanukkah bush. I'm like, you absolutely should. If you want to, that'll be part of your ritual. Um, it's just not part of ours. So I don't make excuses. And I also tell them that they are welcome when they grow up to do the holidays however they want. I do the holidays different than my parents do. I mean, we even sing the prayers differently um, because my kids have gone to a more religious school than the way I grew up. So you know, you're going to take the holidays and do whatever you want. Um, I just think it's kind of, I was, when I was sitting down to write this, I was like, I think it's surprising. Like that I'm a Jewish person who honestly like has no, like loves Christmas and doesn't want to celebrate it. And so, um, so I just, I don't know what that says, but I just kind of wanted to share that with you. And I just wanted to let you know that, um, I love, the trees, I love the lights, I love the music, I love the joy, I love the hype, the shopping, the after Christmas sales, I love the hilarious ugly sweater party themes, ugly Christmas sweater party themes, um, I love the quiet, how everyone's kind of off Christmas week, and um, just the quiet of that week, and how it just kind of feels like everyone's sort of on vacation. I love the generous spirit that seems to take over uh, and how people are just constantly thinking of where can we raise funds and, and, and trying to, you know, in my mastermind, there's been a lot of posts of how do I teach my kids to understand that not all the kids get and we want to donate and we want to do some charity and how do I foster this sense of, you know, philanthropy. Um, just people really taking the time to think about other people who don't have as much and how can we give back and how do I teach my kids not to just have a case of the gimmies and to to want to give to other kids who don't have as much as them. Like I just think, you know, people are thinking about so many good things and um, and I just I just think it's kind of think it's the way I basically like to live my life the majority of the time and at Christmas time I feel like I'm just surrounded with a lot of people in alignment of the way I I want to focus on kindness and generosity and giving back and being good people and and thinking of you know other people's perspectives our kids perspectives other people who are not walking in our shoes um you know, that's a lot of what I teach. And so I think it just kind of all culminates for me on Christmas and just stepping outside of yourself. So, so I think this is 
this is kind of my point. Like we can choose to enjoy things from the sidelines sometimes. We can be happy for other people. Like we can ride that happiness wave as people in the supporting cast sometimes. Like we don't always have to be the star of the show. There are times we want to be the star of the show and we want to be front and center and in all that action. And then there are times where I choose to be a Jewish person riding the Christmas spirit wave from the cheering section. So I just want you to kind of think about when are the times where you're riding the wave of someone else's joy because I think it feels really good and I think it's important and it's just something to consider. So Merry Christmas to you and yours and um, have a fantastic holiday and a wonderful break and, and really take that time to enjoy your people, stop taking pictures and just really be present with the people that matter most to you. Love to you all. Hey, podcast listeners, if you identify with having a strong-willed kid and you're ready to start taking action because enough is enough, it's enough walking around on eggshells constantly and getting all those mumbled one-word answers based on their irritable mood every day in the car after school, go ahead and download the free resource that I made for you to start taking action immediately and creating a happier household. It's mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide to start taking action today.